This is Elizabeth, dietitian and intuitive eating coach. Right now, you're being bombarded with an onslaught of toxic diet culture. The beach body messaging is mounting and unfortunately about to reach a fever pitch. You can feel your body anxiety and shame already increasing. And yet, you've tried all the diets. You've counted calories. You've restricted. You've fasted. And you're completely exhausted from dieting and feeling like a failure. You're frustrated and overwhelmed trying to figure out what you're supposed to eat or how on earth you can feel more at home in your own skin. You're ready to feel confident and at peace with food in your body. You're ready for a different kind of summer fueled with nourishing self-love. I've just opened the doors to a six-week intuitive eating group coaching experience that I'm calling Nourish and Flourish, a summer food and body reset, and you're invited. Together, we're ditching toxic diet culture, embracing intuitive eating, and transforming how you approach caring for your body and well-being. We're charting your new course towards lasting food and body peace. It's time to stop dieting and start thriving. To learn more, go to elizabethharrisnutrition.com slash nourish-flourish. Best part is, when you join before May 1st, you can redeem early bird savings of 20% with the code EARLYBIRDSUMMER. All the details are in the show notes, and I cannot wait to see you inside this awesome program. Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there's so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there, and you're tired of the senseless and toxic diet culture noise. You're ready to tune into your body, feel empowered around food, and focus on your true health and well-being. Welcome to the Wellness Rebranded podcast. We're the healing trio of your health and wellness anti-diet dreams. I'm Tara, personal trainer. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. And I'm Maura, licensed clinical social worker. Together, we're pushing back on diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity to help you practice genuine health-promoting self-care. So grab your water bottle, forget the rules, and let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. So today we are going to be talking about how do we really tune into hunger and fullness cues. And I'm really excited to hear about this. And as a little bonus, Elizabeth does have a free guide talking all about this linked in the show notes below. Awesome. So yeah, Elizabeth, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, hunger and fullness. So obviously two of the 10 principles of intuitive eating are about honoring your hunger and finding and feeling your fullness. But what does that even mean? How do you really do it? If you're someone who doesn't currently feel connected to your hunger and fullness cues, that feels like really... I suppose, unhelpful advice, right? (laughs) It's like, oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. If I knew how to do that, I'd probably already be doing it, right? So what does it really mean? That's kind of what I wanted to chat about today. I think some of the benefits of being able to do this is, one, it is a cornerstone of being an intuitive eater is listening to your body. It means it can get you out of that space of counting, tracking, measuring, worrying about portion sizes, kind of looking elsewhere for the answers. And I always like to tell people, well, and another benefit is that you can do it anytime, anywhere. Your hunger and fullness cues are always with you, right? Your food logging app <laughs> may not be or your food yeah. scale. Right. Um, so I think of it as part of the answer to finding your forever food solution, which is like you can do it anytime, anywhere. And also you can't fail with it because there's no right or wrong, right? You might get feedback, but you literally can't do it wrong. Can I ask a question about this? Mm -hmm. So growing up, I was always told that it takes your brain like 20 minutes to realize that you've been fed. Mm -hmm. Is there truth to that? 
And as a follow-up, how do you make sure that in the meantime, while your brain's like catching up, that you're not eating more than you actually need? Yeah, great question. So yes, there is some truth to that. It does take a bit of time. I mean, maybe 15-ish minutes for the stretch receptors in your stomach to send a signal to your brain that you are filling up. And part of the answer to that is noticing, are you someone who tends to eat really quickly? And if you are, slowing down might be really helpful. And then I think also deliberate pauses can be helpful. So for example, if you, you know, there's different ways to pause during your meal, but for sure, before you go back for second helpings, you might just want to put your fork down for five minutes or so and chat with the people you're eating with and just give your body time to catch up and and Mm -hmm. brain and see. I feel like that's really great advice. Yeah, I do tend to be a person that's like scarfing down food because usually I'm on the go somewhere, so I'm not being mindful about it. And I'm eating quickly because it's like a necessity rather than an enjoyment. So I feel like I fall into that problem where it's like, oh, I ate and I was starving and now I'm like really full. Yeah. Yeah. Which is such a great point, because I think a lot of times people want to jump to fullness. Right. But just tell me how to not to overeat. Again, like coming from a probably diet culture mindset, but they go together. So honestly, the very first step to being able to tune in and listen to your hunger and fullness cues and be respecting of them is to make sure you're biologically fed throughout the day. And that sounds perhaps simple. And yet there are a lot of people walking around who are under eating during the day, either because they're dieting or it's me um, (laughs) who are under eating either intentionally or unintentionally, maybe because they're super busy. Some people just deprioritize food. Honestly, they don't really think of it as essential part of their day. It seems like something that's getting in the way of other things, or they may be trying to eat too restrictive of a a number of calories or something. It's interesting. As you're talking about this, I'm thinking so much about my experience in basic training. Like we ate when we were told we were eating. (laughs) I was so mind blown that you were in basic training. I know. Every time it surprises me. Yeah, it was a very interesting time in my life. It's like the literal opposite (laughs) of intuitive eating. episode and hear more about that. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. But it's so interesting because I'm thinking of like the fact that like one, we just ate when we were like, okay, it's time Uh to eat. And then while eating, there were like so many rules that we had to follow. First of all, you're terrified. So like because I'm scared, I'm not paying attention at, at all to what I'm feeling. Yeah. And, and that's setting you up to feel really digestively well after that meal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, man, I could tell you TMI about the digestive stuff that was going on. But I had to eat really quickly, but also had to be very mindful of like who else was done. Because if the table ahead of us got up, that meant we had to be done pretty soon after that. And if the table behind us got up, that means we were supposed to already be done. Oh, my so, gosh. It's sort of like eating with the queen where, like, you have to stop when she's it. It's a lot to navigate while you're also trying to, like, eat. Yeah. I feel for you with this because I'm from Annapolis, right, where the Naval Academy is. And I went to soccer camp there once when I was in, like, middle school or something. And we ate in the dining hall with the plebes during plebe summer. And we would, like, get our food in line, the same line they were in, and then go sit at the table and be eating and talking and 
having a good time. And like at the next table over, they were like being yelled at and trays <laughs> flipped over in their face and like food flying everywhere. Pick that up off the floor and eat it. And I remember being so anxious, like, oh, my God, I'm going to like eat really quick and get out of here because this is a crazy environment to eat in. So I have like mad respect for you that you actually survived that. Well, I realize now like how much that time interfered with my understanding of like yeah. eating in general. Like I think I was always a quick eater, but after that I'm like I mm -hmm. scarf food down usually depending, but like just eating when oh it's time to eat. And that wasn't even always the same time. Like just running. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's even worse. Yeah, so I definitely think I ate enough like it felt if I right. don't yeah, but it it was so disconnected from my internal signals. It yeah. was what I was told to yeah. eat, to not eat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the first step is just we need making sure that you are getting enough to eat consistently throughout the day. And that is tricky, right? Because sometimes people are going to second guess it or they're going to mistrust their hunger signals or they're so confused because of the dieting advice they've been given. So that's just an example of a scenario where it may be helpful to work with an intuitive eating counselor or a dietitian who can help you understand how much your body needs. But it's sometimes paradoxical. And when I start working with someone, and I realize that they're under eating throughout the day, which I can usually pick up on pretty quickly. I'm not going to tell them to go listen to their hunger signals. That that would not be the first piece of advice because that's going to be really hard for them. They're used right. to either ignoring it or not understanding it or, you know, mistrusting it. So sometimes we start with actually putting people on a sort of eating schedule, which feels counterintuitive to it's about listening to your body. But sometimes that schedule is the first step of listening to your body. You did that with me. Yeah. Like I had to start eating breakfast. Yeah. And it it was wild how I was like noticing hunger yeah. when I didn't eat breakfast. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. What is this happening? Yeah. I'm hungry. So there's a thing called hunger silencing that happens. And it's basically if you're used to sort of ignoring or pushing through or not eating over time, your brain isn't even just registering the hunger signal anymore. And you need to start eating in order for your brain to realize, oh, now I sense that emptiness. I'm not hungry. It's like it needs something to compare to almost. Yeah. I didn't eat breakfast for like years and I was never hungry until mm -hmm. like lunch. And I just thought like, oh, well, this is great. Less yeah. calories, right? Because I was deep in diet culture. And now I eat breakfast, usually hard boiled eggs while I'm at work. And if I don't have it, it's like definitely I'm hungry. Yeah. You know? I'm one of those people who let I'm ready for breakfast the moment my eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's one tip if you're struggling with hunger is kind of thinking about are you getting enough and are you eating regularly throughout the day? I think in general for hunger and fullness, it's really helpful to start connecting with your body in other ways. So, for example, starting to notice, just be more present in your body throughout the day, practicing ways to do that. What does it really feel like when you have to go to the bathroom? How could you describe it to someone what does it feel like when you start to get stressed out? Where do you notice it in your body or when you have strong other emotions, right? How do you know when you're tired? What does it mm -hmm. feel like? Practice connecting with your body in ways. And sometimes it's easier to do this with other things because when you're tired, as an example, most people don't have judgment around feeling tired, right? Mm -hmm. We don't feel guilty or we're not second guessing it or we're not mistrusting a sleepiness signal. But it's really common that we're making Terry Young's. I've been on like five times. I'm like, I'm not tired. I promise. 
Yes, that's empathetic. (laughs) Interestingly for me, when I start yawning a ton, sometimes it means I'm hungry. Oh, interesting. That that is a hunger cue for me of like a later hunger signal. Mm -hmm. I start yawning. Interesting. It's like my body needs fuel. That's interesting you say that too, because I feel like when I yawn a lot, it's sometimes anxiety, Mm -hmm. which... You know, I don't know. Is this conversation making you nervous? (laughs) The last one did. (laughs) The therapy episode made me nervous. (laughs) And now I just compared you to a dog. Well, it can be a bitch. What does do yawn when they are stressed sometimes? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that too. So it's relatable. I wonder if it's... Um, But anyway, so back to the connecting with your body. We don't have judgment or second guessing or sometimes like some people have a fear of being hungry, right? It's connected to kind of other things. So practicing connecting with your body in other areas where maybe you're not going to have some of those same things can be helpful. Just be aware of your body throughout the day. Do some body scans and just notice what am I feeling in my body right now? What's my physical sensations? What are my emotional sensations? What's just what's happening for me is a really that's a skill of building interoceptive awareness, which essentially is what tuning into your hunger and fullness cues is all about. I actually feel like people actively try to turn tune out their body, Mm -hmm. you know, during the day, like, oh, my feet hurt. Like, well, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to keep doing whatever I need to do. Yeah. Like we block it rather than embrace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, true. And isn't that so symbolic of like our culture really? So we're like <laughs> on to the next thing. Yeah. Who has time for that? And that's not important. Not like, yeah. yeah. I remember when we were working on this, it kind of blew my mind how much like I am like, I have to pee, but hold on. Uh, not really. Uh-huh. Like Or like I won't even realize how much I have to go to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden I'm like, trying to like get one last thing done yeah. before I go like finally take a like, break just to pee. And yeah, how much I wasn't listening to my body at all kind of blew my mind mm-hmm. and how much I still don't often. Yeah, but I try. Same. It's a yeah. practice. I notice it. I just ignore it. Yeah, I think it's helpful to practice to identify. You can even narrate it a little tiny bit in your mind of what does it feel like when you're hungry? How do you know? How would you describe that sensation to someone? What are you feeling in your body? And I think it's also helpful to know it's not just going to being hungry, for example, isn't only going to show up in your stomach, which is what people might think about. You may notice like a gnawing sensation in your throat, for example, or you may notice that your focus is changing or your mood is changing. It's not just going to be in your stomach. I think it's also really helpful to try and identify what are your earlier signs of hunger versus your later signs of hunger. So like when I was saying, if I get overly hungry, I do start yawning. That's a later hunger cue for me. It doesn't happen in the beginning. And a simple way that people can do that is just asking the question, is this pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral? Mm-hmm. So like, is this pleasant hunger or is it unpleasant hunger? Do I feel like I'm going to want to eat my arm off because I'm so starving? That's probably a later signal yeah. of hunger. And it would be helpful to respond to an earlier signal of hunger because that's when you can be more mindful and intentional and also feel better. For me, I get hangry. Yeah, same. Big time, I get hangry. I want to come back to something you said early on, because I want to hammer this part home, which is like that you can't mess it up. Mm -hmm. Because I think for me and also people that I've talked to, sometimes we beat ourselves up for getting to that hungry, hungry, hungry part. Yeah. I would encourage you as you're kind of tuning into your body and learning what this feels like. One, it is just curiosity is your biggest tool, neutral curiosity. And you can't do it wrong. It is 
very much normal eating to sometimes get overly hungry, right? We are all humans living in the real world, but can you figure out how that happened and what it feels like and notice how it impacts your eating experience? And more of the time, can you avoid getting overly hungry? So there is no failure. There's only feedback. It's what I teach my clients. You literally cannot do this wrong. Even if you way overeat and get uncomfortably full, that's actually useful information for you. Something about that meal or that experience or your emotions contributed to that. And if it didn't leave you feeling very good, you can pull out the useful threads to avoid that in the future. Mm. Yeah. So, Maura, I know that you were excited about this topic because you're experiencing a shift here. So that what questions do you have? Yeah. So, yes, my hunger signals are I'm realizing are currently changing. Mm -hmm. And part of that, well, I think the reason that is happening is because I'm currently pregnant. (laughs) So, you know, part of being pregnant is there is something growing in my stomach and that means it's shifting all my organs around. And I've realized that I feel very I don't realize I'm hungry or like, it's just kind of a mess. And your hormones too. There's sure a hormonal influence there. It's kind of weird how it's changed so many times just in the time that I've been pregnant so far. Mm -hmm. And like, right now I'm in a place where like, I don't always feel hungry, but I know I have to eat Mm -hmm. because I haven't eaten. Like I know logically like, oh, I must be hungry, Mm -hmm. but I don't always feel it. And I realize that it's not that there aren't signals. I'm not used to them. So I don't know what they are. And that's Mm -hmm. been confusing for me. And it may be that it's sneaking up on you more quickly than it did before, right? Just purely based on you need a lot more calories than you did before. And, you know, you may just be burning through it more quickly than you expect, perhaps. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But you bring up a good point, which is sometimes honoring your hunger. Again, intuitive eating is instinct, emotion, and thought, trying to get all of those together. It's kind of like you're saying, well, I had this physiological shift going on. Maybe I'm not recognizing the hunger cues, but intellectually, rationally, I still know that I need food. And so I'm going to make a choice to eat. So like we think of that in the intuitive eating world. That's like nourishment as self-care. Yeah. Yeah. Makes so much sense. Yeah. Because that is, I mean, it is self-care, right? Like taking care of myself by eating, even if I'm not recognizing those cues. I'm wondering if I'm even thinking like maybe when I realize like, oh, I should probably eat, I can maybe check in with myself a little bit more to see like, what am I feeling right now? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm realizing that I even like fullness, like it's more of a discomfort. It doesn't feel the same. It feels like I just feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Actually, I feel uncomfortable all the time. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like this is like a very specific. It's almost like my stomach doesn't feel full, but my organs feel full. Yeah. My body feels full. Have yeah. you seen that like gif of where your uterus is growing and it pushes all your organs up? No. Okay. I have seen one of an MRI of a full-term baby just kicking yeah. and just standing up, which is wild. Uh, totally wild. Wait for that. Um, it <laughs> totally makes sense to me after looking at this three-second clip of how your organs get pushed up and out of the way, like why our digestive system changes, why we're starving, but we can only eat like four bites mm-hmm. yeah. and then we're hungry again in 20 minutes. It totally makes sense yeah, why all this yeah. is happening just on, based on like an anatomical Right. perspective it's all squished around and all different now yeah which until the heartburn why, starts oh, i've like, had that since oh. day one luckily it's gotten better came back for a moment real bad yeah faded 
So I'm sure it'll be back. They say that heartburn leads to a baby with a full head of hair. That's what I've heard. I had like one minute of heartburn and I did had a baby with a full head of hair. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So I'm wondering, Elizabeth, since I'm kind of in this place where I'm like needing to recognize my hunger cues again, my guess is your recommendation to me would be similar to what you would recommend to anybody who's trying to identify their hunger cues. I know we've talked a bit about that, but like if you can kind of sum up this, like if I'm a client sitting in front of you. Yeah, I would say frequent check-ins are going to be useful. Really try to figure out, just like you were saying a minute ago about fullness feels differently in my body now. What is that? How do you recognize it? And when you're saying, well, I just feel uncomfortable, is that pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral? In other words, if you're feeling uncomfortable fullness, experiment with stopping a little bit earlier and having more frequent meals, perhaps, and see how that feels. So there's some experimentation, right? I think frequent check-ins, again, being able to identify what it feels like and being willing to experiment. Mm -hmm. And again, knowing you can't do it wrong, but experiment. So you feel the difference between more frequent, smaller meals versus bigger meals versus pleasant hunger or earlier hunger versus later hunger or over hunger. Notice what happens to your physical, mental, emotional state when you get overly hungry What would it look like to respond a little bit sooner? So there is a lot of experimentation, which, as you know, is a lot of the unpacking that we did in our sessions. But I would also say before we wrap up today, which we're going to end up talking about how do you tune into fullness in a different episode, right? This one was too good. Yeah, we we chatted about (laughs) hunger way more than we expected. But also with hunger, there's different types of hunger. So is it physical hunger? Is it emotional hunger? Is it a taste hunger? Um, There are times when planned hunger, which isn't necessarily biological hunger, but there's a good reason why you need to eat now instead of waiting until you get Mm -hmm. hungry. There's different types of hunger and being able to figure that out is part of the nuance of intuitive eating. But it's definitely just something to consider for anyone who's out there listening right now is just even something simple as is this physical hunger or does this feel like emotional hunger? Mm -hmm. Am I really feeling, you know, sad or lonely or stressed or anxious or bored or whatever it is Yeah. instead of physical hunger? And what's the difference? What's the difference between the two? What does it feel like in my body? That's really interesting. The different types of hunger. I've never really given that a lot of thought, but I can totally see how that's super important. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think that about wraps it up, right? I think so. Hopefully it was helpful. Yes, very <laughs> I found it helpful. Yeah. So if you liked this episode and you want to do us a huge favor, leave us a review on Apple Podcast. That'll help us get out the good word to everyone else and kind of share the information on how to live a diet culture-free life. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Wellness Rebranded. If you found this helpful, please take a moment and leave us a review and share it with your friends. If you'd like to learn more about Mora, you can find her at her website, moratani.com. If you want to connect with me, find me on Instagram at Tara Deleon Fitness. To connect with Elizabeth, visit her at www.elizabethharrisnutrition.com. And while you're there, follow the link to join her health and healing with intuitive eating community on Facebook.